My name is Mike Archer, and as of a few days ago, I've been firewatching from my tower in the Wyoming woods. What I thought would be an easy five months to myself to help me focus on my writing has actually turned into something completely different. I've heard some strange things in the woods and over my radio, including creepy whispers and classical music. Are you sure you weren't dreaming? That's Amber. She's in Tower 3. I'm in Tower 4. She relays all my information to the ranger station since I'm too far out. She's a nice person, but she doesn't believe the things that I've heard. I wasn't dreaming, Amber. Well, I didn't hear anything last night. I slept like a toddler after a sugar crash. Well, something strange is happening out here. Like what? I don't know. Tower 4 is a new series by Seven Land Productions. This thriller follows a new fire watcher as he tries to uncover the mysteries of the Wyoming woods. But are there actually strange occurrences, or is he starting to go stir-crazy? Visit sevenlam.com or search for Tower 4 wherever you listen to podcasts. Seven Lamb presents... Paralyzed. Chapter 16. To Head North. Part 2. Okay, so how did the second meeting go? What'd she say? A lot, Ray. A lot. She described the creatures on the ship in graphic detail. Like stuff you've seen? Similar. They crawled on the floor and ceiling, made deer noises. It's similar to what she said in her statements, but I feel like I got more out of her. Because you believe her. She opened up. Yeah. She told me about how Shane was literally paralyzed at one point, and they had to carry him on a broken door. Broken door? She said the ship never listed when they were on it, but it was like it was deteriorating from within. Paint chipping, water dripping from light sockets, doors hanging off hinges. It was falling apart. Do you think it ties into his sleep paralysis? Shane was paralyzed, and Michelle said him and his girlfriend were fighting more. Arguments that stemmed from personal trauma, like his father dying. But apparently he was sleepwalking, having nightmares, sleep paralysis. All before the trip. During the trip? Subsided, for the most part. It was the same with David, right? Until it became a reality. What about her rescue? We talked about it. She floated for a while in the freezing water. She was able to climb up a piece of ice, which eventually drifted toward shore. That's when she stumbled upon the abandoned factory. Reports said that she was there for a few days. She told me all about it. She huddled under hay and old blankets, found some expired canned food, ate it anyway. She searched for help for days until she finally stumbled upon the hiking trail. And two hikers found her. Yeah. Well, shit. She asked about accompanying me. To Alaska? Yeah. What did you say? I said no, Ray. Of course not. She doesn't need to relive that traumatic experience. She wants answers. Like everyone this happens to. Have you spoken to Julia? Not yet, but I'll get in touch, okay? Please. I'd like to talk to her. In time, Roland. Where are you now? Outside of San Fran, near Livermore. Did you talk to Shane's mother? Apparently she moved. Don't know where. So I'll do some research. Um, are you staying in Livermore for the night? No, I plan on driving a bit more. You didn't want to try talking to other family members? Whose? Shane's? Mom's all he had. 
But if you find something, let me know. What about Michelle's family? I think I got everything I needed from Michelle herself. So what now? I found that Erica's family lives in Oregon, so that's a possibility. But what I'd really like to do is get a guide to explore the woods around Ketchikan. I know, Roland. That's not an easy task. Come on, Ray. Get me up there. How? You don't have an ID. Or a passport, for that matter. There's gotta be a way. There isn't. Unless I state police business. Police business doesn't work when it's not your jurisdiction. Worked for you in Rutherford. I pulled strings like I need you to do now. I can't go asking around, Roland. Can't you find a fisherman to take you out or something? I want to travel the same way they did. So you want to leave out of Vancouver? Ray. Roland. I can't make a random request with state authorities and then bring Canada into the mix? I mean, I don't have that kind of pull. No, but someone else might. Oh, you cannot be serious right now. Ray. No, Roland. Okay, I've done a lot for you already. I know. And I am risking so much right now. I know. So don't ask me. It might be my only way in. Let me call a charter fishing boat instead. Ray, I need a guide. I need to talk to law enforcement. I'd rather fake an ID and passport. If you can, then by all means, but if not... I can't believe you're asking me to talk to him again. I'm not saying you have to. Not yet. But if you can't find me a way in... I... I hate him, Roland. No, you don't. I haven't talked to him in years, and you want me to bring this up? What am I even supposed to say? Honestly, tell him the truth. The truth? Really? You don't think he'll take that and run with it? Remember, they're still looking for you, Roland. If you talk to him and you're honest with him, he may help. He did always like you. He liked a lot of people. (laughs) That, that was the problem. Talk to him, Ray. He could help us out in more ways than one. Fine. But this is going to take more than a well-timed phone call or a promising text. What does that mean? Give me some time. How much? Just try to keep yourself busy for the next week. I'll get back to you soon. Okay. After I got off the phone, I stared through the kitchen window to the outside bird feeders. There were several blackbirds and pigeons and even one blue jay. Casper was hungry. He had been watching the birds outside as well, but it looked like all that bird watching was whetting his appetite. No, you had wet food this morning. Damn it, Roland. Why do you make me do this? Things were so hectic right now, and not only was I working on a new case, but my sister Lori had called to say that Mom wasn't doing well. And then this whole thing with Roland... But maybe I could combine some things. If I flew back home to Baltimore, I could take some time out to drive south to D.C. to meet up with him. A face-to-face meeting would be best. But would he listen? Of course he will, Ray. You know that. And if he doesn't give you his full attention, you may have to do some flirting. (sighs) Shit.
And that's why, Captain, I'd really like to try and visit now, to make sure my sister's okay long-term. She's going to be staying with your mother? Someone has to right now. She's had too many accidents and a fall at her age. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, but you should have told me sooner. It's just with the case and all... How is that coming along? A few potential leads, but I really need to talk to the head of the lumberyard. How much time do you need? For Mom, four days, tops. You sure? The captain was a reasonable guy, and someone I respected when I moved down to the Tampa Bay area. Yeah, I just need to help my sister get settled. Because he was a genuinely nice guy, I hated lying to him. Not that everything I said was a lie. Only some of it. Listen, take as much time as you need. Family first. But before you go, hand everything over to Moore. Okay, but I'd really like to follow up on the interviews when I get back. You don't think he can handle it? I I mean, he could, but... It's fine. Give him what you have. I'll make sure he calls you with any new information before he goes out. Thank you. Make sure your mother and sister are okay, and let me know if you need anything. Will do, Captain. Well, that was easier than I thought, but the worst was yet to come. Time to get a plane ticket and go talk to the scumbag. Hold on, hold on. How is that a bad thing? Oh, it's only my marriage, Ansel. So that's fucking how. I think what Ansel means is that you don't have anything to worry about because you're not fucking around. I'm not. Exactly. But my wife thinks otherwise. No, she doesn't. She's jealous. And honestly, she should be. To put it mildly, Amelia is probably the hottest girl I've ever worked with. She's the type that I don't even waste my time on because I know I don't stand a chance. Her in a suit puts most girls in bikinis to shame. What the fuck does that mean? It means she can pull off anything. She doesn't even have to show any skin for her to still be in the top 5% of DC Prime. You're not helping my case, Ansel. Yes, I fucking am. You, my friend, are stuck in a room five days a week with a goddamn goddess with a body that was built for fucking. Yeah, you shit. How'd you pull that off? Got transferred. You lucky bastard. She's got somebody she's seeing. It means nothing. Sadie said the same thing. But what you got is a confidence booster. How so? Sadie met Amelia at an office party and now knows you work in the same room together. Alone. Get to the point. But you're not fucking around. You don't plan on fucking around, right? Of course not. I'm happily married. So sweet. Jake, will you explain to this man how he struck gold? Have you met Amelia before? Yes, and I've met Oliver's wife. I'm telling you, this will work for any woman. This coming from the guy who's been single for over two years. By choice, never forget that. If it wasn't by choice, would you admit it? (laughs) Probably not. Exactly. Shut up, shut up. Let me explain. Your wife now knows that she's in competition. What kind of competition? (laughs) He's clueless, Jake. Fucking clueless. Explain it to him. I'm trying. Fine, go. Your wife knows that you're in a small, hot office with a prime cut. She'll play the jealousy card for a bit, but has no reason to suspect you for anything. Like I said, I won't be doing anything. And she probably trusts you enough, but she'll still wonder. The temptation is there. 
As long as Amelia doesn't have a ring on her finger, she's a threat. Perceived by your wife. Unwarranted, though. Sure. But now, you hold that above her. Because you guys haven't been married long, she doesn't want any trouble. So once the jealousy dies down a bit, you'll make your move. What move? Get whatever you want. She wants kids, right? We just started trying. Dude, I predict in a month's time, you'll be getting steak for dinner every night with head for dessert. Yeah, head won't be every night. It'll be more than he's getting now. You mean more than every other birthday? Sadie will be so threatened by the prospect of something happening that she'll now be making sure you don't stray too far. Especially with the prospect of kids on the horizon. You say that, but I don't think it'll last long. The jealousy will wane. Doesn't matter. If you feel there is a time limit, then get it while it's good, Oliver. Yeah, but you always have to worry about that. Worry about what, Jake? Jake? Holy shit. What's wrong, man? Am I fucking dreaming? Who is that? Oliver. Who just walked in? Hello, Ray. Hi, Jake. What in the hell are you doing here? Came to see you. Jake was still in suit and tie. I'm sure he came over here right after work to have a beer with his friends. I recognized Oliver, but not the other guy. Well, this is surely a surprise. I mean, fuck, how long has it been? Since we've been together or since you've texted me. I haven't bothered you that much. (sighs) Only when you drink. Nah, only when I'm drunk. And what does it matter? You never respond. Um, should I? It's up to you. Are you busy right now? How'd you find me? I knew where you'd be. You don't call first? Just drop by? I was in Baltimore visiting Mom, but I needed to see you too. Holy shit, this must be urgent. Can't wait to find out what it is. Can we go somewhere else? Like my place? (sighs) Not a chance. Come on, Ray. Let's see if there's still that spark. That's not why I'm here, Jake. It's quiet. So is the diner down the street. Mendy's? Food's crap. I want a coffee, not food. Well? (sighs) Let me tell the guys. Thank you. When we arrived to the diner, Jake was surprisingly quiet. I felt he was trying to read me, along with the situation. He worked for the FBI, so he was a smart guy, but there was no way he would figure out why I was here. So, your mother okay? She's better now. Laurie will watch over her for the time being. What about putting her in a home? Laurie doesn't want to. Does Laurie not have a life? Not since her and Craig split. Didn't they have a kid? Laurie can't have kids. Yeah, thought they adopted. Thought about it. Never went through with it. Probably for the best now. Of course. No need to bring an orphan kid up into a dysfunctional family. Probably already got enough of that. Laurie's still gonna adopt, but she'll do it solo now. She still hate me? Not as much as me. (laughs) Nah, that can't be true. No? You're here. Reluctantly. And surprisingly. So, when do I get the lowdown? First off, I want to lay down some... Rules. Guidelines. I'm not here to rekindle our relationship or explore any past feelings. Got it? Okay. 
I'm also not here to figure out what happened to us. Didn't expect it. And I'm not here to try and be... friends. Of course not. Easily able to do that over text. Right. You're here because you need my expertise. You're here to use me. I need your help. On a case? Sure. In Tampa? No. No? Is this a case you're working on? It's a, a side project. Oh, Jesus. Don't go doing that shit. That's what gets you into trouble. And this will definitely get me in trouble if it gets out. Are you serious right now? I am. Right. What are you mixed up in? I surveyed our surroundings. The diner was busy, but no eyes were on us. And why would they be? Right. I need you to swear that this stays between us and only us. Shit, do I want to hear this? I don't know. Do you? Is it going to cost me a job? It can do worse. Seriously? You come into my town, into my bar, and spring this shit on me? Making me swear to secrecy when I haven't a fathom of what we're even talking about? A side project? Really? What kind of side project? An important one. Off the books. Nothing deemed this important would be off the books. Shit, seeing you stroll in, I thought you were here looking for one night of pleasure. I'm not here to fuck you. No. It seems like you're here to fuck me over. Are you willing to help me or not? <sighs> I could see him contemplating. He sipped his coffee again, leaned back, and rubbed his temple. Alright, let's hear it. Swear it. Yeah, yeah, I swear. Out with it. Roland's on a mission to link multiple homicides as a way of making sense of the murders in Rutherford and Leighton Falls and clearing her name. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Shh, keep your voice down. Please tell me you're joking, Ray. I'm not. Fucking hell. Roland? Emily Roland? Yes. Your old partner? Yes, Jake. I told you it was serious. Why the fuck would I be here right now? Well, that killed the mood. This isn't a date. Roland? Yeah. She's still in the States? I hesitated for a moment. Jesus fucking Christ, Ray. Your secret is safe with me. She's still in the States. And you've been helping her? That's right. And now what? Now, Jake, I need your help. Paralyzed. Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb. Starring Amy LeRae as Roland, Catabel as Ray, Jack Austin as Jake, Ariel Hack as Michelle, Brian Messick as Captain Hiltz, Mitchell Beck as Ansel, Mark Karoftis as Oliver, Brandon Levine as Ed, Rachel Stidham as Mare. Co-starring Christina Lewis, Ray Rojas, Amber Simpson, Nick Engelhardt, Corey Pettit, Jeff Leeson, Chris Detoli, James Brown, Gina Coyle, Caitlin Spring, Sean Eric, and Robert M. Lamb. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com, Eldridge T'Challa of Nemesis Black at ReverbNation.com slash Nemesis Black, Amber Lynn Nicole on Facebook at Amber Lynn Nicole, and Brett Wilkins at Wilkins Music FL. If you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. Visit sevenlamb.com for more audio dramas such as this one.
This has been a Seven Lamb Production.